Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products, working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Become the engineer of your own life. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is And Hype. Transform your product ideas into a business reality. My name is Callie Keen, and this is End Hype. Does networking suck, or is it a powerful multiplier of your capabilities and success? So, on this episode, I'm going to walk through that, and the answer is both. Networking kind of sucks, right? but it also is a powerful multiplier of your success. You can do things that you have no reasonable ability to do, and you can do them at a higher level if you have that powerful network. So, and uh, I know some people are more gregarious. They're more outgoing. They're more, they're more uh, you know, extroverted than I am. I, I don't know what to do when I go to a networking event, and I've been to a lot of them. Uh, but for me, it's like, it's, it's just a fill a room full of people that may, might not have a whole lot to do. And we eat kind of lukewarm pizza and pour soda into plastic cups. That's what it seems like. I mean, some of those events are, you know, they're, they're great, right? Some of the events, they have amazing speakers and you learn things, but for the most part, it seems like the hardcore entrepreneurs, the hardcore business owners, the people that are hustling and making stuff happen don't have time for the networking events and they don't show up. So like, I just see it as like, is just another dude kind of stacking his plate for pizza and wanting to go home or like, it's, it's like a room full of people that are, you know, no offense. I've got, I've got a lot of friends that are in these services, but it just seems like at networking events, there's a lot of HR consultants, there's a lot of management consultants, there's a lot of like intellectual property attorneys, there's just a lot of service selling predators looking to make connections and sales and and the people that are actually looking to launch a business, looking to grow a business, looking to meet other on fire entrepreneurs, uh, they're often not there. It's a lot of looky loose stuff, not a lot of like no, there's not a lot of meat on that bone. Uh, so, I mean, you, you take that and then you put it on top of the fact that I, I, I mean, I have no ability for small talk. I don't understand uh, how people communicate like when they don't really have anything to talk about. Other people seem to do it really well. They like two of them collide in a room and they ask about the weather and ask about the drive and then they become friends. I, I don't really have that ability. I always want to talk about something. Um, I always, I always want to talk about something crazy, something crazy in tech that I've seen, something crazy that I see going on in social media. Or I try to keep politics out of it as much as humanly possible. But that's kind of our, that's kind of our home team sport here in the Washington D.C. area. So sometimes it gets a little in, injected in there. But um, you know, for the most part, like I don't really know how to do it. So I ask people you know, wild questions like, uh, what had you really excited to come here tonight? You know, 
tell me about something that you feel excited for the next week or tell me something fascinating that you just learned. You know, I try to ask something, something thought provoking so we can have a conversation that's maybe meaningful or powerful, but, um, so it's like super awkward. Right. Um, so I found with my goings and things that, uh, I found running the events was a lot better for me personally just organizing them. I would rather buy a room full of people pizza than be the guy that's waiting in line to buy, to eat the pizza. I guess it's, uh, speaking in public, something I've spent a lot of time and energy into getting better at. And I really, I don't feel uncomfortable on stage or chatting with somebody in a, in a panel or anything like that. And, uh, it allows the people that are actually interested, it allows me to talk to, you know, a room of 50 or a hundred or 500 people at once. And the people that have genuine questions can ask or that genuinely want to connect can then connect. And so that, that's, that was kind of like a hack for me. Uh, if you're like me and you hate that kind of small talk networking, just become a public speaker. Uh, you might have to overcome a different kind of fear, but uh, you can rapidly increase your networking kind of by being on stage or being in front of the camera. Yeah. So, but uh, I always thought that was interesting. And then, and, uh, you know, now in the situation that we live in now, it's kind of like, you know, can't have those in-person events. We haven't had a pitch event in, in a year. Um, not an in, in-person pitch event. We haven't had a, had guest speakers come in. We haven't, you know, had a hands-on tutorial on how to manufacture something. We haven't had those events in such a long time. But the flip side of that is these digital events have exploded. They have exploded. And I've gone to more pitch events this year than I have any other year. Uh, matchmaking events. Uh, there's new social platforms that are just for colliding people that are interested and have a 15 minute, 30 minute conversation say like, Hey, we're both in clean tech. Hey, we're both interested in venture capital. So like, let's, let's talk together. You know, um, I think that's been, that's been super interesting, you know, being able to connect with people all around the world really fluidly, uh, that has exploded. But I mean, that's kind of the story that I'm laying down, right? It's like, I knew that networking was terrible and that I hated it. And if you love it, that's fine. That's fine. Um, but I also knew that it was something that's important. Um, and we'll get into that. We'll get into the lessons uh, that I've learned here. And this kind of dovetails into the conversation that I had with Nate and a few other people in my network now about networking. Um, I've been talking to people about using LinkedIn a lot to kind of spark that network and then jumping on calls. And And uh, Nate and I got into it in the last episode a little bit more about, about networking, building your network, and why that's important. And we'll get into some some uh, you know some lessons, some thoughts that I have on that. But... Uh, the important part is that it's not that it sucks and you should quit. It's 
that you should find how it fits for you. And for me, I found that I wanted to get the best economy of my time. So when I walked into a room, I wanted to meet everybody. I wanted to meet everybody in it that was important. And I wanted to have a meaningful conversation, a meaningful exchange. And I wanted to add as much value as I possibly could. And that seemed impossible if I was waiting in line for lukewarm pizza and having small talk conversations. So the way that I shortcutted, where I hacked that is to put myself on stage and have a conversation uh, that answered a top question, a top problem, top obstacle that the crowd had. It's usually about money. It's usually about resources, which funnily enough, networking definitely helps. But I would put myself in the crosshairs, and that way I could do that kind of at scale in that room. Um, but that's... That's, uh, that's what we're trying to do digitally, and maybe I need to up the social media game. Maybe I need to push that. DM me if you have unlocked social media in 2020, 2021. I am down. We're going to explode this podcast. We're going to explode some of the other platforms that I'm taking part in. But, um, you know, for me, that's, that's kind of my story. It's, I know that it's important, hated it had to find a way to hack it. And now I'm trying to take that hack and I'm trying to move it into the digital landscape, right? I'm trying to take what I learned in person and then move it into not LinkedIn, but like into another platform. So uh, in thinking of the last week, I keep coming back to this idea. And this is the first lesson is no one's ever built a billion-dollar company by themselves. And maybe you're not trying to build a billion-dollar company. I mean, it would be pretty cool if you were. I'd definitely like to hop on that hop on that train with you. But I mean, if you're trying to build a $100,000 a year business to replace your job, if you're trying to build a million-dollar a year you know, take-home business so you can get to that 1% or you can achieve some level of lifestyle that's of your dreams, right? It's really, really hard to build your dream. Uh, and let's just cancel the word hard. Let's say that it's very unlikely or it's unnecessarily difficult to build that without a network. I'm sure that there's some sales guy sitting in his basement, maybe listening to this right now, and he's killing it online and he doesn't talk to anybody or doesn't have to fulfill anything and it's just it's just some wizard behind the keyboard but it's highly unlikely that that is the case it's highly unlikely that that person doesn't have a network of peers that uh, he bounces ideas off of that he had doesn't have a mentor that he doesn't have you know friends that he can rely on to help execute that plan it's highly unlikely we're not talking about employees right we're not talking about networking for the purposes of getting anything specific like employees or uh, investment or customers. Because when people think about networking and they think about that HR consultant, again, nothing wrong with HR consulting. I'm just using you as an example because this is so common. Nothing that when you think of networking, you think of talking to that HR consultant, getting that business card. That's not networking. That's just sales. That's top of the 
top of the funnel sales activity. It's not networking, right? There's no exchange of value there. Um, that hold that in your mind is that even if you could, it would be much easier to build something amazing if you had a network. And once you hold that to be true, you know that to be true, you can kind of get over the difficulty because you know that it's necessary. Um, and, and like that conversation about top of the funnel or sales activity versus networking, that brings me to the second lesson is we look for the right kind of networking, right? So by me being on stage and giving away my knowledge or answering people's questions, uh, connecting people together, yes, I am also hacking authority, right? I'm also hacking my network. I'm doing it as fast as possible. I become kind of the center of attention, right? I become the authority in that room at least, and then eventually hopefully in that space. So in my local area, um, that's helped me to become a little bit of an authority in physical product startups, physical product entrepreneurship. And that, and that helps, right? But it's not a sales thing. Uh, great networking looks a lot more like volunteering. It looks a lot more like helping than it looks like selling, right? Because there's going to be people on all these different steps of the journey. If, if there's a room of 200 people that I'm talking to, there's some people that are just thinking about getting started and there's some people that are more successful than me, right? But if I'm giving away information or making myself available to help, um, I can meet people that, um, I, I can meet people across that spectrum, but like I, I'm not doing it in some kind of weird uh, ingratiating way. I hope that makes, that makes sense is like, if, if we equate it to digital marketing, you have to target the person you have to target them in the right portion of their journey and say like, this is the, this is my niche audience and this is the journey that they're trying to go on. And like, I'm going to sell them this exact thing because we're selling a product, right? If I'm, uh, if I'm speaking or volunteering, I'm just making myself available, making my information available. And I can be a little bit more fluid in what I'm providing versus saying like, I help people that are at six-figure sales go to seven-figure sales by increasing their product portfolio and establishing partnerships into a distribution or retail market. Like, okay, that's super specific, but that's like a service or a course. It's not, um, it's not like something that I would go on stage. On stage, I might say, hey, let me teach you everything I know about building sales channel partnerships or working with... Uh, distributors to get your product into these different spaces, right? So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's just a different way of thinking, and um, I've found that to be true because people have amazing bullshit detectors, right? And if you're out there selling and saying like, "Hey, you know, I'm here to sell you this thing." not really networking you're kind of on stage and it's a sales fest and it's pretty hard to build your network because there's going to be somebody in that audience that is more successful than you that is important and they could possibly change your entire business and I'd rather have that person be impressed with your ability to help and volunteer and your knowledge 
than annoyed by you just being, uh, you know, just pitching. Okay. Uh, and, you know, since there's, there isn't, there isn't events, like this might look like making this podcast, right? I don't get paid to do end hype. I think it's kind of fun and it was a personal challenge. It's helped me become a better communicator, but it's also given me the, um, it's given me the ability or it's given me the excuse to contact people and say, Hey, would you like to be on in hype? Hey, I have this podcast. Um, so creating content that actually helps people, not content that just replicates nonsense that you see on YouTube or whatever. Um, that's to me, that is, it is a, again, it's a starting volunteering and networking activity. It gives you the ability to kind of jumpstart that networking. Um, for me, the biggest, the biggest thing and whether this is digital or in person has been mentorship. So, being a member of a mentorship group, I am able to provide value to people, but I'm also able to network with the other mentors. And from that, I've met people that are VPs of very large companies. They're founders of nine-figure companies. Um, that, that's been it's not even a hack, right? You're just doing the right thing. And because you're doing the right thing, there's such a small percentage of people in life and especially in business that are putting themselves in that position. And then they're actually adding value because there's, if you join a mentorship group, you'll understand, let's say if there's a hundred mentors, even the fancy people, right? Let's say that there's, they're all fancy and they should be amazing a very small percentage of them will actually add value. They'll actually do the work. They'll actually help people. And that small group of people will all know each other, right? And that's how you, it's it's like a hack to find the other people that are in the world that are out to to change it, improve it, and are actually doing stuff, right? Because it's, self, it's so self-selecting. And that is, is an interesting way to build a network is um, I build our professional resources network by doing projects, right? So I do a, I meet somebody, I do a small project with them, I see how I like the results, and then if I like the results, we ramp it up. And in some cases, I end up ramping it up until, like, we just can't do any more work together uh, at all, right? You just go to the actual logical limit of, of that thing. But... Um, you can do the same thing with mentorship, right? It's like you meet the person, you're mentoring a startup together, and you're like, hey, you know, this lady really knows her, her stuff. I'm going to ask her some questions about marketing. I'm going to ask her some questions about sales. And um, it's a really great way is when you're adding value, you can see if that person's credible, right? And you can build trust by demonstrating value, Right. And uh, that's the thing is, is it's not a scam. It, there's a lot of people out there that are saying like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to help you or I, I want to get to know you. And then, you know, you're three text messages deep and then you're like, here it comes. I know this is going to be a Forex scam. I know this is going to be a crypto scam. I know it for sure. And then boom, there it is. Like uh, there's people that, that 
kind of behavior scales all the way up, right? Where somebody's trying to get something out of it. Like they're trying to get equity out of those startups or they're trying to, they're, you know, they're trying to actually just sell them services or something. Uh, and maybe down the line that that's fine. But like, I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm trying to find highly effective people that I can help and that they can help me. That's what a network is, right? We're trying to have a combined effect that's greater than little our little pieces separately. And one really easy way to do that is just start doing shit together. Instead of just talking about stuff, you know, end hype, actually do things. Like do a little project together. Do a collaborative launch. Do a show together. Get them on your podcast. Uh, offer to guest mentor one of their mentees, right? Vice versa. You know, there's a way to like build that relationship without just like holding on to the business card. And this is one of the things that annoys me the most is people get that business card and they're like, yeah, now I know this person. You don't know shit. You just know a business card. You got to actually go out and execute. And the right kind of networking looks like some kind of collaborative volunteering, right? Just know that it's not, um, it's not a business card, right? It's not a, Hey, how are you? It's not a, how's the weather or whatever dumb thing that people want to talk about. We're trying to create business value that drives personal goals. So the way that we do it is we actually do things. Easy way to ferret out scams. Sorry, I'm kind of repeating myself over and over. I feel like it needs to get repeated because this is kind of goes back to why networking events and networking things suck. But um, yeah, Here's, here's my big thought on all of this and my question to all of you is like I feel like I've done a pretty decent job of figuring this out in person and now I want to learn how to leverage the current reality, right? We're all stuck at home or we can't have these big gatherings and um, how, do we, how do we emulate the success of like a fantastic meeting in person, how do we how do we scale that up and we use the current climate? Like what's the platform? What's the go-to move, right? Uh, we say game theory optimal, the GTO move. What's the GTO move for increasing your network today? If you were stuck in your basement and you wanted to double the size of your network, of your real network, not your followers or your likes or anything stupid like that, your actual network so you could drop in an idea and get a business outcome because your network is so cohesive and so tight and powerful. How do you increase that when you can't leave your house, right? So that's my question to all of you. And, uh, you know, my thought, the thing that we're trying right now, is we've got, we've got uh, coaching launching in, well, this, coaching opening back up in January. I've got, um, we're doubled the amount of podcasts that are coming out per week. We're on some new social platforms. We're just trying to communicate more, more content, tighter content. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm really toying with launching a physical product next year. If you know my backstory, well, one, you know, I've developed a lot of products just not under the Red Blue Collective brand. 
you know that one of the most attention-getting things that I've ever done was release collaborative products, and we built a separate business out of that. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really tempted to do it with Red Blue Collective. Is to just do that same thing again and use the framework and show you every step of the way and launch a product. I'm really tempted to do it because I think that that will build a network of interested people and a network of helpful people the fastest. If I can just lift back the curtain and show you how you can do that um, as quickly as possible. I'm really tempted. My, my time is not fantastic. So like it's uh, something that I want to do. It's not something that would be particularly smart to do, <laughs> but it might be fun. But anyways, how do we leverage our current reality to increase our network? That's the question for you. And tell me your thoughts. Comment down below, and we'll uh, you know we'll post we'll we'll post that information up. So uh, that's it for me. My name is Callie Keen. This has been End Hype. Thank you for listening to the End Hype Podcast. Follow Callie on social at Callie Keen to stay up to date with a bunch of free content and information. Change your life and change the world. End Hype. Hype.